All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, we are waiting for everybody to get online. We are on Facebook and YouTube today. It is Friday. We are going to talk about a sustainable summer. And I hope everybody's been having a great week so far. Things are starting to get back to normal a little bit. And as the summertime rolls around and all of us are drawn to the land's edge, my favorite place in the world, the beach, um, a lot of our day-to-day -day habits and our revolution through routine that we always talk about can actually change the world around us because we are closer to nature than ever during the summer, statistically as well. So anyway, I'm very excited. Episode 29, let's talk about sustainable summers. All right, here we are. Hey, Andrea's here joining us today. Thanks, Andrea, joining us from Romania. And Coralie, hey, Coralie, nice to see you on here. And, uh, oh, Restream. <laughs> wonder what they wanted to talk about. That's the one I used to, uh, to put the uh, podcast up to everybody. So it's great to see everybody here today. I want to thank everybody for joining. And I'm just going to turn on my Facebook notifications here as well so I can see when people join us. Um, so, you know, what I wanted to do, even before we started today, is, let's see, I know we have a crazy hour today, but I wanted to introduce everybody to Radiation Eric, and you may have seen my post about it, but this is my mask, um, whoop, there we go, and these are the eyes, where the eyes come out, and what they do is they take the mask, and you put it on, um, and it helps them lock you down as you can see back here it locks you down to the table and keeps you in a perfect spot and uh, but when they're done with it they give it to you and some hospitals use single-use plastic some but what I did a little research on it and they're called thermoplastic and thermoplastic is the type of plastic that you can melt and very easily bend to what you need it to be hey hey Cody thanks for joining today so you know the beauty of the thermoplastics is that it can be reused and recycled so it really got me thinking you know plastic can be really essential especially with medical things and perhaps and we've proven it's a toxic chemical so perhaps it should be treated as a toxic chemical and only used in very specific reasons for manufacturing I know there's you know some of uh, some really important things that we have um, you know, in our electrical systems, our computer systems, things that we need plastic for, medical systems, things we need plastic for, but maybe not sodas <laughs> and orange juice. So I'm just throwing it out there. Plastics might be better if instead of always trying to find downstream solutions, we try to find upstream solutions. So one great way we can do this is, uh, oh, hey, Elena. Hey, Buna, Bunasa. <laughs> Elena's uh, saying hi from Romania as well. And, uh, Bruno Serra means good evening. Um, so there's, and there's actually some really good um, and interesting language changes between Romania and English. Um, but yeah, that's one of the little bit of Romanian that I do know. So, you know, uh, so anyway, let, let's now turn our attention from plastics and the control of them over to something we all experience, which is summertime. So summertime is the best time. It's, I mean... I love the beach. I try to spend every day at the beach that I can. Uh, I have to wait a little bit until my um, radiation burn calms down, but you know, it's my favorite place to be. And you notice it around sunsets. For some reason, humans are drawn to the edge of land at sunset. Uh, it's great. You see so many people um, showing up there. So, uh, hello, Heino. Thank you for joining today. Hey, Linda, I'm glad you're on. Hey, Nian. Thanks for joining today. I've known Nian for a long time, uh, since I was a teenager. So um, we are uh, old, old friends. And Axel, hey, Axel. Hey, man, it's really good to see you. And Axel, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad you're on today because it's summertime, and it is that time of the, the year where a lot of people get out there. They want to surf. They want to get in the water. Axel is another guy that loves being in the ocean, loves being in the water. Axel and I have surfed together. And... Um, you know, we, we both know about sunscreen and the amount of sunscreen that's used, especially when you live on a coastal town. You become very aware of the insane amount of sunscreen 
that is used every day and the amount of that sunscreen that stays on you and the amount of it that goes into the nature around us and what it's what it's doing to the nature around us so something that we really need to uh, to think about um, so what you know one of the most important things that we can do uh, in summer is to get together and to make our voices even louder we always talk about the revolution through routine and what's really important is to remember that our day-to-day -day choices affect how companies produce things and that goes back to that upstream effect you know why should we have to run around spending our money cleaning up after these companies so um, what that that is the idea of today and the idea that we're going to start off with our quote of the day and today's quote uh, says individually we are one drop together we are an ocean and I I don't want to pronounce his name because I don't know how to pronounce it but I do know that um, he is an amazing writer Japanese writer and considered the godfather of the Japanese short story but a beautiful quote and it's something to remember because the ocean and us are one we are all one and the way that we buy things sends one voice and one message to companies and as a matter of fact I wanted to start off today because there's actually a great success story that we can talk about when we start to talk about um, taking a look at summertime options the first thing is an igloo now everybody needs a cooler at some point but what I wanted to show you all is that after a lot of um, a lot of conversation with the company and everybody really pushing they came out with a thing called the recool now the igloo recool is amazing it's made from tree pulp recycled tree pulp and uh, it actually it works really well and it's, it's actually very sturdy it doesn't look sturdy in the photos but it is sturdy uh, up to 75 pounds it holds up to 75 pounds and I've, I've seen some of the testing that people have done online you can google it you can check it out yourself but it is a beautiful invention so we have a great option so option number one you're gonna go to the beach you're gonna take some sandwiches some drinks you know however that's going on go ahead and pop it in the recool uh, it is a completely eco-friendly way to get around um, you know the, the having to uh, having to give up your igloo you don't have to give up your igloo and that's the beautiful part of it you don't have to give up your cooler you can take your drinks with you and you know if you're going to use bags you want to have sandwiches there's things like 100 percent silicone reusable bags these are machine washable they will not work their way out and eventually when they do they're biodegradable so if you want to make some sandwiches you'll want to wrap up some snacks for the kids whatever you're doing for yourself you're going to go surfing you're going to take your cooler just please consider the Igloo Recool. The Igloo Recool is only 10 bucks, by the way. So, you know what? Yeah, you might buy like, you know, four or five of them over the course of the summer. Um, same price as you pay for like a, a plastic cooler, but there is no waste from that. Hey, Carrie, thanks for joining today. Uh, Carrie, another amazing activist and also wildlife conservationist. So, really happy to have you on the show today with us, Carrie. And we're talking about something that affects all of us is the summer now obviously you know I'm somebody that, that suffers from cancer so I'm very conscious of the Sun that I can have like I said this is my uh, little radiation patch uh, I just finished my radiation it's a little shining so some stuff on it but um, I can't go out in the Sun for a few weeks and I have a very weird cancer the doctors do not understand fully doctors have studied it everybody's confused about it the thing is it comes from environmental uh, you know uh, things and so what we need to understand is <clears throat> how we treat the environment will come back at us fully and this is not and I'm not talking about skin cancer uh, I'm talking about a cancer that grows from the inside has characteristics of skin cancer but it doesn't grow from the outside it grows from the inside and it slowly works its way up and overtakes um, the organs uh, anyway the treatment has been working wonderful but uh, I can't go out into the sun, but you know, all of us, this is the time where we go back, we hit the beach. Um, this is where we're in the most contact with nature. So we have some wonderful things we can do. Uh, we can do our sustainability just by revolution through routine. Quite honestly, it's the best thing in the world. So automatically, number one, we have a one way to go. Change your cooler up, change it up. You know what? Um, it's not as convenient as a big plastic cooler I know that I understand that but here's the thing if we are going 
to change our world around us, we're going to have to do a little give and take. And we cannot always um, destroy the universe around us just for convenience. This is one of those instances where I think we can make a change. Uh, hey, Camilla, thanks for joining. And uh, Camilla, you're going to like this next one, actually, because I know that you do a lot with holistic medicine. And we're going to talk about sunscreens and holistic alternatives to sunscreens, which, guys, I didn't know existed. Very excited to share this. So the reason that I bring up all of these various aspects is because we now want to talk about sunscreen. Now, to understand sunscreen, you have to understand what we're talking about fully because people tend to not put it all in the same category, but it's all part of the electromagnetic spectrum. Now, gamma rays are things like radiation, ionizing radiation, that can really harm you. And unfortunately, not very far down from there, as you can see, is the ultraviolet ray. Uh, now, you got to remember, they, they limit x-rays because of the amount it absorbs into your body. It's very dangerous. Ultraviolet rays, then we have the rays that we can see, and then on the other side, of course, is the microwave, radio, and infrared. Um, on the less dangerous side. So the thing is, is we're looking at UV rays. UV rays are the rays that we are dealing with and that is why, of course, we always use sunscreen because we know there's UV rays. And, and one way to help your skin without putting on a bunch of stuff is the hours between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. are the highest amount of UV rays per day. If you have to be outside, you can cover with a hat. Uh, when I was in the Amazon, and it's extremely, the sun is just relentless there. Uh, people wear hats with some rims. They wear long sleeve shirts. I know it sounds crazy, but we also wore pants. And that was what we did. We did natural sunscreen without putting on sunscreen. Okay, so interesting thing. I've never knew this before. The difference between sunscreen and sunblock. Okay, so sunscreen is made by chemicals that go in and you put them on and they go into your skin, they're absorbed into your skin, and they change the filtering system ability of the UV rays to get through to your skin. Pretty interesting. The other end of things is sunblock. Sunblock are natural elements or uh, generally natural elements that go in, they tend to be white, they tend to stay on top of your skin, and they tend to literally just block the UV rays. It's a very different thing. And it's going to be very important to what we talk about because we are about to dive into sunscreen, which I used a lot and I never even thought about. Hey, Allison, thanks for joining us. Allison, another wonderful um, eco-warrior, somebody that tries their best to live in connection and in concert with nature around. And hey, Tom, hey, nice to see you, man. Hope you do. Oh, good, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles now, but I'll be leaving Los Angeles in August. Um, for everybody watching, I have determined to go and travel and follow the stories. Um, it doesn't do me any good to sit here and just talk about things. So a uh, new chapter will be beginning, and we're going to go and get into some crazy stuff, everybody. Uh, and Tom, it's so good to see you, Tom. I don't know if you're in France or in Cambodia right now. Uh, everybody, I was with Tom when we went to a place in Cambodia um, called the Marine Conservation Cambodia. And they provide a seahorse sanctuary, but they built these incredibly inventive uh, ways to stop illegal trawling. Anyway, it's a whole other story. There's a documentary coming out soon uh, about Marine Conservation Cambodia. I highly encourage everybody to watch it. It's going to be incredible because the work that these guys do is from the heart and it's amazing. Um, everybody there gave a thousand percent and uh, it showed what a small team of people dedicated to one idea, even in a remote area that doesn't have always running water, uh, can do, you know, and nothing can stop people when they have their, their passion on. Hey, Josie Mae, thanks for joining today. All right, so... Sorry, everybody, I got, I got distracted. Tom's a really good friend. And uh, Tom, I just said, send you good vibes wherever you are, my friend. And I hope to catch up with you again. Um, and there's Josie. Okay, good. So let me see everybody's on here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this up here so I can see it better. Okay. So let's talk some more about sunscreen. Sunscreens are really complicated. Uh, I, I found it to be super complicated, honestly. But I hope that we can simplify it down really simple here. Hey, Michelle, thanks for joining us today. 
Um, we're talking about how the UV rays work. Now, once, because we know the UV rays are out and we know that, you know, people think, well, I have to put something on. What am I going to put on? Um, these, I wanted to show you really quickly. This is from Noah, and this is what happens when you wear your sunscreen chemicals and how they interact with marine life. Now, you may or may not be aware, but your sunscreen, if you just buy regular old sunscreen, copper tone, whatever, and you wear it out in the water, it's going to get out. It's going to kill our corals. It actually has been proven to increase the bleaching rate. So, it's accidental, but you are killing the corals. A lot of the fish uh, get problems with their fertility. What happens is there's a lot of um, small components in sunscreen that goes into their endocrine disruptors, which mean they go into the fish and they stop the fish's body from being able to do what it naturally does, which causes a lot of problems. Um, it also affects muscles and it, it puts a bunch of defects in muscles and it makes them very toxic. You don't want to eat them. Uh, in dolphins, it accumulates in the tissues and it's even transferred over to the young. So it's generational and who knows how by now with the amount of sunscreen we've had, how many generations of dolphins have been passing this particular thing down. Now, the sea urchins, um, that's another massive issue. And sea urchins are really important, and they're important food for a lot of animals that are out there. And they're an important part of the ecosystem, very important part of the ecosystem, and green algae. So when we start to interfere with photosynthesis of green algae, we have problems now this all comes from standard sunscreen and you might be asking well what is standard sunscreen well standard sunscreens contain oxybenzone or octanoxate <laughs> can't make this stuff up sometimes they even call these things organic as crazy as that is but these chemicals contribute to the rapid and complete bleaching of hard corals even at low concentrations as we've seen now the next thing is how um so you know the question pops up well how do you how do you know what to buy right so there's a lot of good websites but it's slightly more complicated than meets the eye and we're going to delve into it because it's really important that you understand for your own health and that you understand for the environment's health exactly what's going to happen because we know we're all going to go to the beach i mean we all even even if not we're going to go to lakes and even if not, we're going to go to places where our runoff is going to go in. And that might be even a water park. You know, all that water gets rinsed into runoff. So you got to think, uh, no matter where we are, revolution through routine, the way that we choose what we buy changes the world around us. And the best part is you can be a revolutionary and you don't even have to think about it. <laughs> you know, just in that moment when you're making your shopping list. So uh, here's just a great example. They say, look, you know, this is fantastic. Choose a sunscreen made of titanium dioxide or zinc dioxide. Now, those tend to be um, some of the most, uh, that tends to be the biggest thing. You know, this is what you want to go towards. Now, the trick is you do not want to go that direction if they have what are called nanos because nanos even if they are titanium and by the way titanium dioxide is uh may not be dangerous on a sunscreen level but titanium dioxide itself hey dave thanks for joining titanium dioxide itself is a cancer-causing carcinogen so you know, this is the whole thing. I think, you know, what we're going to end up talking about are natural oils that you can use, um, that you can guarantee there's been no animals harmed, there's been no animal testing, there's been nothing, and there's no impact on animals after you've used it. And that's the important thing. So remember, titanium dioxide uh, is still, at the moment, it's, it's, um, it's heralded as, as the way to go, but... Remember that it is a cancer-causing chemical, and we have to always think about those things. Uh, and like I said, that's, it, you know, for me, it just brings it back to me. So, okay, I'm going to go to the beach. Do I want to use titanium dioxide sunblock because it's a mineral? It's not a sunscreen. We'll get more into that anyway. Good news is in July 2018, Hawaii became the first U.S. state to ban the sale of sunscreens containing those two common chemicals, oxybenzone and octanoxate 
with many researchers worldwide having deemed potential harmful to aquatic life. And this is great news. And then even better news in Florida. And I always say Florida has its share full of water problems, but they're also the most innovative revolutionaries and activists when it comes to solving water problems. Key West officials voted to bar the sale of sunscreens with those ingredients, which means that they will be preserving their reefs to a way better degree than if they allowed people to come in with those particular sunscreens, those chemical sunscreens. Both laws go into effect 2021. So it's great news. So once again, we have the igloo recool made of recycled tree pulp. We have um, a changeover of, of banning these really harmful chemicals to animals and to reefs. So our voices are being heard. So everybody just remember, you know, no matter how how difficult things feel that our voices are being heard and our revolution through routine is changing the world and we may not be out there you know with a picket sign but we make changes because we are one voice and companies only speak money anyway so speak money to them and tell them what you're willing to, to buy um camilla yes uh, never use an ingredient you can't pronounce oh see that is fantastic unless it's quinoa <laughs> absolutely uh that's a great way to go camilla and that is one of the advices used for sunscreen is um as as on most things the simpler the better you know uh we don't want things that are too too crazy com uh complicated um now the problem is there are other sunscreen ingredients that may still be in these things and you have to look for it. and they have crazy names that nobody can remember we're not gonna you know you're not gonna buy i can guarantee you if this go to the sunscreen and say you know i'm going to um i got to make sure it doesn't have any octocrylene you know like i no one's gonna remember octocrylene after this slide so what we can do is uh, and again i once again go to this as i always do is uh, my favorite website bicot.com you can look some stuff up you can even isolate but you know it's difficult and it's hard to navigate now even good ones like for example there's a company called stream to see they're one of the number one eco-friendly reef-friendly most um, um, most recommended and mostly for divers which is great because divers are directly there with the corals and what every diver does makes a huge difference and stream to see has done an incredible job in really, really pushing eco. You know, they use sugarcane instead of plastic. Very fantastic company. But ultimately, when you're talking about chemicals, whether they're sunscreen or sunblock, there's always going to be kind of something. Um, now, unfortunately, they do use stuff called acrylates copolymer. Um, now, I know if you're like me, you haven't really heard of it. You've heard of styrene, and you probably think styrene are those little probably think styrene's bad or whatever, but the UN program and the European Commission um, have identified this copolymer uh, to have a particular size that can be defined as a microplastic. So it is a microplastic. So as good as we can do while we're manufacturing these things, we are still using some harmful chemicals using the manufacturer's data on styrene, which is composed 40% of solid plastic, with up to 1% recommended usage in the product, which is up to 0.8 grams of plastic, um, that actually works out to 254 million particles of microplastics. So, it's a real shocking thing. Hey Colleen, thanks for joining. Hello Mene Lopez, thank you for joining. Um, so, you know, we're talking about sunscreens and sunscreens that even use titanium dioxide and are considered reef safe often will use acrylates, copolymer, or styrene, which even at the legal allowable limit will emit 254 million particles of microplastic into the water. So... What do we do? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, oh, geez, Eric, you know, like I don't want to be the harbinger of, of bad news. But if you're up for it, there's a few options. What I learned when I was traveling 
was um, one thing that is commonly used in areas is clothing. I know it sounds crazy, but clothing protection is one way to start. Hats, baseball caps are not really going to um, stop enough. You know, you're going to need like the full hat. You know, you want it to go around, cover this part of your neck as well. Uh, a lot of people use long uh, arm leggings, these arm leggings, like in South America, in the Amazon. Um, when I was out in, uh, in Asia, a lot of people are just conscious about when they're outside. Things are very hot, so you do things when temperatures are cooler. Life changes a little bit, and it revolves around that and allows a natural way for you to deal with all those things. Uh, when you're out in the sun, you know, I was out with um, some guys that were overnight on a boat, and they had full you know, full outfits on and full hats uh, that went out to here. And it was the way to naturally beat the sun without using any type of sunscreen. Uh, now, if you do need to use sunscreen, it's actually fascinating. There is a lot of natural oils you can use. And um, if anybody here has tried any of these, I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Hey, Alicia, thanks for joining. Javier is here. Hop. And uh, so, you know, the, I've, I've never tried a lot of these, and I was really fascinated to learn this. But carrot seed oil has 38 to 40 SPF naturally. Incredible. Red raspberry seed oil, I, for me, I just imagine it being like a staining red, so I don't know about that one. But look at that SPF, 28 to 50 SPF. And it blocks the UVB rays, which are super harmful. Uh, wheat germ oil. Uh, SPF of 20. Coconut oil is, I guess, for the tanners out there. Uh, it has a natural SPF of 4 to 5, and it contains antioxidants that help protect the skin from harmful radiation from the sun, which is beautiful. Other natural options, and I've listed all the SPFs for the natural SPFs for these oils, which you can just get and apply like normal sunscreen or normal sunblock, and you just have to apply it every you know hour or two. Uh, to just make sure you're on it, which is actually what you're supposed to do. And a lot of the chemicals that are in the sunscreens, the only reason people like them is they last longer because we're lazy. So if you go to sunblock or you go to natural uh, oils or you go to natural oils like these oils, um, you're going to have to reapply them more often. You know, that's just what it is. But you don't even need them anyway. 100%. But if you do need to wear them, please be cautious. And don't forget too that if you're using these natural oils, you are not adding any kinds of dangers to your skin. Now, I wanted to just go over these are the brands and I myself, that Hawaiian Tropic, it's always on sale at CVS. I've until a few years ago always used that. Uh, it's everywhere. And Sunbum too. Sunbum is sold in a lot of surf shops. So but again, all of these have the toxic chemicals that you wouldn't really think twice about. But because, you know, when, when we buy suntan lotion, we don't tend to think about the fact that, like I said, it's, whether you're going to a water park and it gets into the water supply that then goes out to the ocean, or you're going directly into the ocean, or you're going diving, surfing, or anything, all of this stuff comes right off of you, goes right out into the water, is an endocrine disruptor, will destroy fish's ability to reproduce, fish's ability to do a lot of their natural functions and will create microplastics and create all sorts of issues. So, you know, these are the brands that I was surprised, again, surprised to learn that these particular brands um, are the ones that, that have the, some of the most toxic chemicals to them. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot, of the, um, a lot of these companies will try to show you some other, you know, other brands that are all healthy, but again, you have to look. Um, when you're looking at reef safe, it doesn't always mean that it's it's environmentally safe. All right, um, reef safe means it's made by titanium dioxide, which, as I said, is a, a known carcinogen. So we kind of there's kind of an issue with that. Generally, they have parabens as well, and parabens are toxic. So avoid your best to avoid parabens, and avoid. Uh, as we had mentioned over here before, the styrene, if you can. Uh, those are all massive, massive elements that have to do with suntan lotion. So I'm just curious if anybody out there has another uh, alternative that they use for suntan lotions. There's a lot of, of amazing things, you know. And like I said, I was most amazed when I was in the hottest areas, equatorial areas like the Amazon, you know, um, Cambodia, Philippines, 
all those areas, they don't really sell suntan lotion. I, I think when I went to Peru, it was my first trip, my first big conservation, direct action, frontline thing. And um, I was like, oh, I need as much suntan lotion as I can. And they were just like, why do you want suntan lotion? And it was, so it was kind of odd because down there, what was popular was they were, they added whitening cream. I don't know why. And same thing in Cambodia and some other countries. They had whitening cream because people want, um, want that look. And so when I put it on, I became like ghost white. So anyway, uh, it, it's not, the, most of the people that live there, the people that I met that lived along the river, the people that I met that even live in the cities, nobody really used the suntan lotions. Um, partially because of the knowledge of how toxic it is to the environment around, um, but also because they have ways of avoiding it, like not going out between 11 and 2 to do outside intensive things, you know, um, wearing the proper clothing. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do <clears throat> that can reduce our ability to get sunburned. Now, I mean, if you're going to go out there and you're going to just lay in the sun, please try the carrot, um, the carrot oil, you know, because maybe uh, the carrot seed oil, maybe that will help out. So carrot seed oil, SPF of 38 to 40. You can't get much better than that. If you want a nice, nice, dark uh, tan olive oil, two to eight. So, you know, it's just a matter of what you want to do but there are natural solutions and the other beautiful thing with these natural solutions is they don't come in single use um they don't come in single use plastics so that's another thing okay so maybe you've gone eco reef safe you're still using plastic single use plastic uh that in its of itself as we know, will end up eventually in the water, and if not, it'll end up as microplastics in the water, which end up becoming ingested and end up coming back to us. So literally everything we do, um, every time we touch a piece of plastic, depending on how we treat that end result depends on how the plastic comes back at us. So please remember, uh, be careful with the sunscreens. Remember, there are sunscreens are chemical alterations that sink into your skin made by companies sunblocks tend to be minerals natural ones like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide um, but again once you're going to a made brand you are still adding things like parabens and styrene and other other things that will get into the uh, water and will kill the wildlife and will eventually if you eat fish come back to you in the form of microplastics which we all have and um, we all have in us. It's already gone crazy too far with microplastics. So that's just sunscreen. Now, the next one I wanna talk about is kids' toys. So everybody that goes and takes the kids out to the beach, you know, I remember my best memories were making sandcastles and all that fun stuff, you know. Um, so how do we do it safely? That is our big question now. Because it's reported that eight million metric tons of plastic enter the ocean from the land every year. By the year 2050, they estimate that the plastic in the oceans will outweigh the fish. And this is why a lot of us um, are trying to find good, sustainable alternatives. So there's actually a company called Green Toys, I found out. They make toys from plastic that would have ended up in the water and collected from the coastlines and waterways. So all they go out and they do these beach cleanups. And all of their trash, they recycle it directly into kids toys it's incredible they make a wide range of things from plastic materials mostly milk containers that they do but i wanted to show you guys because you're probably thinking it's like green toys are going to be like you know lincoln logs or something but um they have elmo's wagon you know they have everything kids really like um you know and it's it's really interesting so they have a whole mess of products so if you are a mom or you have kids and you really want to uh, try to to change something you know about the way that your kids are um, are playing look there's construction toys tugboats look at that and then incredible submarines I mean I played with all this stuff when I was a kid uh, but to now know that there's something that's a hundred percent recycled plastic milk containers see that incredible so you know, uh, and look, by the way, no BPA or PVC. And I just want to bring that up because friends of mine that are using stuff for PVC, 
please be careful because PVC has some of the most amount of microplastic particles per year that leach out. If you're putting PVC or using PVC in a natural environment, like a marine environment, know that you are adding some of the most amount of toxins to the water possible. So try to avoid PVC. Just another summer thing. A lot of us go out, a lot of people do, you know, uh, we'll go out, go to boats, boating, um, and all that good stuff. So anyway, we, you know, we talked a little bit about um, sunscreen. We talked about, um, you know, the safest way to go about things. Uh, kids, you don't have to buy single-use plastic and destroy it. Uh, obviously, if you're going to go to the beach, please don't go to Starbucks and buy your disposable soda and then go, you know, um, but I mean, most of us I know wouldn't even do that. Uh, we've talked a little bit before about it, but another thing is contact lenses. When I used to surf, I'd put contact lenses in because it would help me see when I was in the water. But the moment I got one wipeout, the salt water would pull the contact away from my eye. So um, anyway, you don't want to, if you can, please avoid these. Um, 14 billion contact lenses are thrown away every year. And that goes through going that that goes that goes between guys like me where they just popped out of my eyes because I was in the middle of surfing uh, to people that flush them down the toilet to people that lose them when they're swimming or just out at the beach in general remember it's a plastic and please avoid that if you can uh, another plastic that we want to talk about hey Reed thanks for joining man um, I met Reed as well over in Cambodia and another person who's very eco-conscious and uh, it's good to see you on here man um, and that's another thing. Look, sunglasses. There are so much plastic, single-use plastic made through sunglasses. And you see all these people that say that they're these eco-warriors and that, you know, they want to be examples. And they wear plastic sunglasses. Uh, there is no real solution for that. You know, um, I just simply stopped wearing them when I was in environments you know, I, when I was out in the field at all. So when I was doing field environment work, uh, I would not wear those. Instead, I would wear a hat and that, that's just the best we could do, you know. Um, so it's kind of a thing that, you know, I know a lot of people are probably not going to give up their sunglasses. There are wooden made sunglasses, but the, but the glasses themselves are still plastic. So it's something they don't have the wooden lenses. Thank goodness, those would be odd. Um, but yeah, we, uh, you know, it, for me, the only solution has just been to stop wearing them. So that's one. Uh, now, laundry is a really important one. You got to remember that every time the sun rolls out and everybody goes out to the beach, we're all taking our towels, we're taking our swim trunks, we're taking our everything's out there. And we have to remember that no matter what your machine is washing, it is putting microplastics into the world. So buy a guppy friend washing bag if you can. There's um, other options. I mean, there, there's a lot of companies that make laundry bags that stop microplastics. Or if you're really devoted to the cause, go out. It's about $100. You can buy a microplastic filtration system to put between your washing machine and the wall. It works wonderful. It reduces over 98% of microplastics that will be flushed out through there. Um, I would love to be able to, to convince our laundromats to start doing things like that um, because that's volume right there. But on an individual level, revolution through routine, just another thing to consider, you know. Uh, and again, all these things are really, really basics that are always summer revolving, which brings me to, of course, oh, the number one thing that everybody uses in the summer, the flip-flops. Uh, they're kind of a symbol of summer, really, right? So the problem is, is how, how does this, how, how is this going to be sustainable? So, and it's interesting, you know, when you travel, Australians call them thongs, New Zealanders call them jandals, Brazilians, chinalis, Japanese call them zuri, Spanish chanclas, the Pacific, they were, they were called slippers. Um, but no matter what people call them, uh, they are uh, they are one of our biggest problems with pollution. Three billion people a year purchase them. It's an estimated global sales top 20 million. That's more than the sneaker market. Think about that. There's more money in flip-flops than the sneaker market. 
Uh, and recently, from the 30,000 items collected during a research mission on a remote island in the Indian Ocean, one-third of those, or 11,000, were flip-flops. So that's pretty crazy. You know, when, when I, what I found interesting, places like um, when, when I was in Iquitos, Peru, and uh, we were going into the Amazon, what they do is they don't, they, there's, no, there's no infrastructure for recycle. But there are no problems for that because people just use what they have they don't have a lot so they use what they have and i found the same thing in asia as well um, a lot of the fishermen excuse me would take leftover whatever you want to call them flip-flops genitals whatever make circles out of them put a hole through the middle and that's where the fishing line would go through and they would hang it and you know the ropes that would delineate where the swimming was off the filipino beaches <coughs> excuse me uh, everything came from that. So they're natural floaties. So um, already they have their own built-in system. And, you know, fishermen in um, down in Peru in those areas are very poor. So those things last forever. And it's a, one, it's in a great use of, of the changeover. Now, for those of us that maybe are not, you know... Um, fishermen out there and we're not quite sure what to do with what can we do uh as camilla says don't wear them <laughs> uh andrea says usually wear sneakers or regular shoes so exactly no shoes for the sand perfect um now if you do want to um and you you know you're right camilla smell a brand new pair of flip-flops they smell toxic they do they smell like they just got out of the plastic factory it's gross and if we're conscious of plastics leaching, how come we're not plastics of the, conscious of them leaching into our skin? Uh, one great solution, though, you can buy flip-flops from natural materials. Um, and I've seen them, uh, like bamboo and other things. There's palm leaves, wood, rice straw, papyrus. Natural rubber is a big one. Natural rubber is biodegradable and is fine. The synthetic rubber that we make through other things is where the disaster comes in, but natural rubber itself is biodegradable. The only thing to be careful on that is just make sure it's fair trade, because as we know, most of South America um, was destroyed by the rubber um, industry. It's bust and boom, and they just walked away and left everybody with nothing. So when you're buying rubber, that's important. Uh, one interesting thing about natural rubber, it, Airplane tires are made from natural rubber only because it's the only it's the only known um, it's the only known thing that can expand and contrast in such a high degree that airplanes need from going up in the sub-zero temperatures of flight down to the heat and friction of landing on the ground. Uh, it's fascinating. As it turns out, natural rubber at the moment is the only thing. <laughs> those uh, those tires can be made of so there we go um but we don't need that because we don't go from those extremes so we really should think about that it really is quite something to consider and i just you know ask everybody to you know again these are just simple summertime purchases that we all associate with summertime we all associate with going to the beach uh, even me, I, you know, like my memory of beaches is the smell of suntan lotion, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of weird because that's not a natural smell. My smell, you know, my memory of the beach should be the smell of the, the waves hitting or something, but I, I think that's the case for a lot of us. You know, we, we have that and we've been removed from our natural environment. So our, when we're allowed to attach to our natural environment around us, we often do it through the lens of, of a, uh, a single-use life, you know? We're going to show up with our throwaway flip-flops, our cheap $5 sunglasses um, that ZZ Top inspired us to get. We're going to have our, you know, cheap um, suntan lotion. We're still going to get burned because we still missed the, some of the spots, and we're going to have a little burn spot anyway. Uh, Aloe vera, by the way, is a wonderful uh, sunblock. It has a small SPF, I think maybe around 5 to 10%. But aloe, you don't need to do just after a sunburn. You can actually put aloe on as a way to prevent sunburns. Uh, another wonderful way to prevent sunburns is diet. Yes, reading, eating antioxidant-rich foods 
can actually help the way that your skin rebuilds itself and deals with sun damage. It's true. It is absolutely true. It's incredible, the amazing natural medicine cabinet that we have in the world around us for all these different things. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, now, the other thing is this is the time of barbecue, right? So silverware alternatives because we don't need plastic straws. We don't need plastic forks, knives, and throwaway styrofoam plates. Um, there are bamboo. There is bioresin, and there is PLA. Uh, I've never heard of bioresin or PLA personally myself, only when I started to research it. Uh, now, bioresin is interesting. It's a thermoplastic, but it's made from organic material instead of petroleum, so it is not oil-based, and it's compostable. So if it's compostable, that passes the test. I think that passes, for me, the sustainability test. If I can make that thing turn into food for my garden, that's perfect. That's the cycle we need to be talking about here. Um, PLA and PLA stands for the polylactic acid and is a resin made from cornstarch. It's very interesting. It does use some, some polymers, but it is fully compostable. So I think that, like I said, to me, that, that makes it really, um, the most exciting part. And as I started to do some research, I found out that, okay, if you're going to be hosting and you're going to be doing some stuff this, this summer and you want some interesting uh, places to go. There are great websites um, like this one here, you know, and again, I don't, uh, I'm not endorsed by any of these sites. These are just ones that I find eco party time, you know, um, but check it out. It's incredible. They have bamboo plates. They have bamboo tasting plates. They have individual use. They have throwaway disposable tongs. Uh, they have these cute little things, like little sporks. Um, oh, hey, Mom. Hey, everybody. Sally Bradley's here. It's my mom. And um, my mom is an extreme recycler. She's incredible about recycling. When I got to her place, they, and they have an amazing system down there, and it really does go by number. Um, but you know what we're talking about today is hopefully stopping the, even the need to recycle because finally products have been made for us that will allow us to buy some bio, different biodegradable ones. So if you're not into the bamboo thing, I love the bamboo thing myself. But check out this one. Web Restaurant Store has biodegradable and compostable dinnerware. So this is where they're using um, the sugarcane bagasse, which is a compostable, great eco-choice. And it's, it's stronger than would be, say, the traditional... Uh, type of recycle stuff but as you can see it's fantastic and it's all available to us and this is really really the beauty of this uh, and then there's green paper products now these guys have fantastic um, they do trash bags cutlery napkins bowls uh, everything so it's pretty cool and you know a lot of times when it comes to cups and straws people are very prejudiced about it um, clear PLA cold cups so Anyway, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, again, these biodegradable cups and lids are fully compostable. So we can hold on to our need to have plasticky things. Um, see, look, you can buy these things. If you really want to hold on to your plastic, you can have these things. They're made out of corn, which help our local farmers. They're made, and, and it's, you know, it's not being used for other harmful things. Uh, it can be made out of PLA. It can be made out of a few other things. So we have options. Look at all these incredible options. So if if you are planning on having a, uh, a party or a barbecue, uh, you know what would be incredible? Check some of these things out. Give them a try. You know, some may be good. Some may be no good. Let us know. We would love to get your, um, you know, your, your experience and to get your review on how that works. And it's a wonderful moment to open a conversation and I bring that up because all of us here are very open conversation people this is why we're on the show it's why we like the show it's why we all like to get together and talk you know but right now the country is really torn into two different parts and the conversation is being lost so I just want to say to all my friends that are very eco-conscious all the time and concerned about stuff um, remember that every time there's a conflict it's really just a different perspectives butting heads and it's the perfect moment to open up a conversation you know a disagreement is not a place 
to end a conversation. A disagreement is a place to begin a brand new conversation. And the goal is not to win somebody over and make them see your perspective. The goal is to, to offer them a different perspective that they may in time uh, consider and add in to, to their way of life. So if we can do that with each other all the time, we're all going to grow as people. Um, and so I think that that's a very uh, important thing that we can do. Uh, Camilla says, there's a Kickstarter campaign with biodegradable coffee cups, which contain seeds in the actual paper. I love that for tree planting. So you can compost it in your garden and grow something. And I absolutely love that because, you know, there have been this onslaught of these, these eco campaigns that are fake, that are like, there's this one million trees campaign, turns out, was uh, they were planting so few trees. You know, that's the thing. We, we, lazy we can't be lazy you know it comes back to us you know this is beautiful and we can do it we we don't even have to put a lot of effort in it it's our revolution through routine we just buy eco-conscious products and our end use is non-harmful and i love these ones i mean it'd be great if i could have a coffee every morning and just throw my seed out there like anywhere you know that would be perfect um and my goodness we know we have enough coffee cups and we live in a new time where it's all incredible you know um I mean, 600 years ago, people were making cups out of clay and bone, you know. So we've come a long way. We have a lot of chemicals at our, at our disposal. That what we're finding, though, and here's where it all comes down, um, is when the manufacturer buys the plastic nurdles, they come very cheap because the end cost of recycling is not included in the nurdle cost. So the nurdles might be, you know, a 0.03 cents. Um, so then the manufacturer gets them, melts the nurdles, creates the product, say like a Coca-Cola bottle, goes out, goes into the thing, goes into the water, goes into the system, ends up on a beach. You and I in our town, local town, needs to pay for a beach cleanup. So we put the money in, we go, we take the thing, and we find a way to recycle it or send it overseas or whatever happens from it. Uh, sometimes, and, and, and as we know, no plastic has been destroyed ever. It just gets reused so that is what's called a downstream solution and downstream solutions involve us uh, and it's important but what we can do is if we start demanding upstream solutions by the manufacturers to change the way they're manufacturing by adding the seed in this cup by demanding compostable by requiring things that are not harmful everybody remembers when you know i think in the 80s 90s when the they found out that the, all the spray was destroying the ozone layer so that the manufacturers responded by stopping to make it because they listened to us so don't ever forget we have the power our revolution through routine determines how tomorrow is interpreted by the manufacturers that we have to share the world with we can't just stop manufacturers we can't just shut down manufacturing we can't just flip the table over and capitalism has been destroyed and something new is there and suddenly everything works. What we need to do is find acceptable ways to allow manufacturing through controlled ways to work with us to enhance the world around us, not just their bottom line. There is no need for a plastic Coke bottle, period. There's just no need for it and it's irresponsible for us to take a toxic product like a nurdle, like a piece of plastic that we know will become microplastics and allow the guy that has no chemical training that works at the Coca-Cola plant to buy it and allow a scientist to buy it so they can create a thermoplastic that can be used to create a radiation mask like what I had to use. So I just think we really need to start thinking in terms of upstream solutions and downstream solutions because once it gets to the downstream, it's already gone too far. So, you know, um, today we talked about a lot of wonderful ways. There's a lot of beautiful, wonderful new products you can buy for summertime, including that Igloo Recool, which is made from recycled tree pulp. How perfect is that? Um, you know, and that, that recycled tree pulp, by the way, comes from sustainable forests. So it's not -log, It's not a, a legal logging like Ikea, for example, or Kirkland. It's not like that. It's not a destruction. So it is It is a harmless way to go about it. How the other ways you want to do it are all up to you guys. The, the, you know, this, for example, this is my straw that I use. It's bamboo. And I love it. I've had it since Cambodia, and I just take it with me everywhere. I throw it in my backpack, and if I need a straw, I use it. Now, there are medical patients that need straws. They can use silicone straws. 
Um, and again, it always comes back to medical. You know, when we need plastic, it needs to be through medical. And like other things through medical, like the radiation, you know, um, that I had just recently right there that you can kind of see the burn from, um, that stuff should be contained to experts, medical experts, right? So anyway, um, it's our summertime. Everybody remember the world is the most incredible place. It's a place we should explore and not be afraid of. It's a place we should enjoy. It's a place that we should see every little nook and cranny of, but never leave our trash anywhere. It's a place that needs us and it's a place that we love. And it's ours. It's our world. And because these companies make products that kill it doesn't mean we have to buy them. So if you're planning on going out this summer, please consider those few different aspects. And I kind of just made a, sh a quick screen to talk about a couple different pollution solutions. Um, you know, please consider reef safe sunscreen or natural oils or hats and clothing. Please consider bamboo or other sustainable cutlery and dishes instead of using plastic-based ones. Um, please stop buying cheap plastic sunglasses. That's not helping anyone. Uh, please use a reusable water bottle. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk too much about is Meatless Monday. The impact on the environment with the animal agriculture industry is massive. And uh, even scientists, experts, everybody agrees that if everybody were just to try at least a meatless Monday, that we could really have a huge impact on the devastating effect that the animal agriculture industry has on our environment around us. So it's something important. You know, when you're going out to the beach, if, if there's a way that you can, you know, you can avoid going out to just buy like the Bubba shrimp, you know, instead maybe go buy, you know, um, some roast vegetables or something else. And that probably doesn't sound very appealing to people that like meat. But Trust me, if you have not had incredible roasted vegetables, mm, anything on a barbecue tastes better. And remember that half the things you barbecue, the only thing you're tasting anyway is the taste of things that have been barbecued. <laughs> and I know that might sound weird, but when you eat a pepper that's been barbecued, it has that same crunch and beautiful smoky flavor that is just what we all seek. Uh, washing bag for your microplastics. Remember, we're going to be doing more laundry than ever in the summertime especially because when it comes to sand oh boy i was a big big always big thing in my house sand um non-plastic cutlery yeah plates or straws please and the recool instead of the plastic cooler so automatically this year literally from head to toe everything in your arms everything you're going to eat everything you're going to drink can be non-toxic to you non-toxic to the environment and in the end, that just means it's non-toxic for the next generation of people. So it's a beautiful way to have a good summer, a safe summer for yourself, for the environment, and for the next generation. And I don't think any of it is really that crazy. Uh, Camilla says, meatless Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> Camilla's a vegan like myself. And, um, you know, and it really is an important thing. And we just do ask that if everybody just try one day, and honestly, the best time is when you're barbecuing. It really is. If, if you know someone's having a barbecue, there are incredible things. Uh, one of my favorite is uh, eggplants. Oh my gosh, a barbecued eggplant. There is a bunch of other things that you can do as well, that when you get that nice char crisp on them, they're just beautiful. Uh, Andrea, says thank you for sharing this i had no idea how many ways we can reduce the use of plastic simple ways exactly you know it's incredible companies and again this comes back to i want to go back real fast to our quote individually we are one drop together we are an ocean now companies spend a lot of time making you feel like you're one drop so nothing matters but remember everything you buy matters everything you do matters and you matter you know, they're just removing you from this equation of the world. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. You are important. Not only are you important to the world, to helping the world, to saving the world, to making the world a better place, but your contribution to the world and to all of the companies in the world will affect the world around it as well. So it's just something to consider. Revolution through routine. We, us changing the world has never been so easy. It really hasn't. It really, really hasn't. Um, oh, Andrea says, eggplant salad is great. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Hey, Simon, thanks for joining today. Hey, Georgie, I'm glad you're on today. 
And uh, Georgie, oh, Georgie's a friend from a long time ago and one of my absolute favorite peoples and, and absolute inspiration. Um, she's an incredible musician and, uh, and a good friend of the family for a long time. And, uh, and Camilla, thank you. And okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss any of those. Oh, and that's beautiful. And Georgie says, winked blessings. Georgie, it is so good to see you on. Georgie lives in a very um, traditional and eco-friendly way that is sort of out of step with a lot of the people around her. And uh, Georgie, I appreciate that because uh, always knowing you, you always had your own way of, um, of living according to eco-standards and being conscious of the world and being conscious of all of the spirit, of all of the animals around us and being conscious of the spirit of all of the trees around us and of the earth around us and our connection to the earth which so many people lose at first by buildings you know we end up in boxes and then by clothing you know we end up in layers and then by soul you know we just end up um losing once we lose all those things we've lost touch with it and then that little bit of us that that was that was part from our nature starts to, to fade so um wingte lakota for folks like me and uh georgie awesome yes and you know what excellent uh excellent and georgie if you don't mind i would love it if you don't mind sharing with everybody on the show right now um what exactly uh wingte is and uh, I think it's a beautiful word, and I think it's really important. And it's also an incredible understanding of the connection of everything. And uh, <laughs> see, everybody don't know, my mom's, my mom's more popular on the show than I am sometimes. And that's okay. I, I get that. <laughs> she's one of my favorite, absolute favorite people in the world. And like I always say, she's the one that told me I had to leave it better than I found it. And... You know, it's incredible to me because the way that my mom raised me, I feel is the way that a lot of people are raised. And I don't understand how people can walk away from that, from those words of wisdom. You know, I mean, it took your parents a long time to gain the wisdom and they pass it down to you. And and that's what it is. It's wisdom, you know, and 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 so many of us grow up and then forget that wisdom. So it's beautiful on this show because I'm around friends that all have that wisdom still part of their life and still running part of their life. And, you know, it's beautiful because we really are, you know, um, I think one of the biggest driving forces that's out there right now. And, uh, you know, right now I, I feel like everything has gotten a little bit scattered, but there's so much momentum going on for us being conscious about the world around us that now is our time to, uh, to always be conscious of our world around us and remember that the world around us, the way we treat it is the way it will treat us. And as I always say, it's our world. Let's talk about it. You know, it's important. If you have a conflict, please feel free to think that, as I always say, make that not the end of a conversation, but the beginning, you know, and, and, and somebody you talk to may have no way of opening their mind, but it's not about your ego and it's not about winning the conversation. It's about just dripping in one or two little seeds of a slightly different perspective that both of you may get from each other that may help both of you grow towards a solution. And that's what we need. We need solutions. So we kind of already know what our problems are and, and there's no point in talking about those. Just like today's podcast, we are going to talk about solutions and our next series are going to be focused on all kinds of pollution solutions because you know, there are just things that we don't think about on a day-to-day -day level that really can affect everything around us. So I hope you guys have been having a great summer. I'm sorry I missed you guys the last two weeks. Uh, as you know, I was having my spot radiation that mixed with my oral chemo thing um, just was a bit much, and uh, I ended up just having those two weeks off. But we are back. It is summertime. I hope everybody's getting out, enjoying nature, fall in love with nature. This is the beauty of the summertime you know, um, people often say they want to take their kids to zoos to expose them to nature. I say, let's not take kids to zoos to expose them to nature. Let's take kids to nature to expose them to nature. And that's the way to go. Uh, oh, this is great. Really, before fa uh, before we go, this is really important. Georgie wrote, um, it is the Lakota word for 
what this dysfunctional culture calls transgender. We are mystery beads and balance keepers when we are doing our job. We are neither man nor woman, and both man and woman in a functional culture. Hope that makes sense. In traditional art, there is always a brush stroke or bead that does not fit the pattern that is the creator's bead making us mystery beads. Wow, that's fascinating. And Georgie, that is beautiful. And for everybody just tuning in, that is the word wingte, which is what one of my good friends and inspirations, Georgie Miller, wanted to share with us. And she brings to us wingte blessings today. And it's a beautiful word because it goes beyond the concept of needing to connect various definitions. Once we're doing that, we've gone too far. That, like we talked about earlier, that's a downstream solution. We need an upstream solution. We need to not have the need to make the classifications that then we have the need to figure out how to connect. You know, um, it really is something that we can avoid entirely. You know, um, so anyway, we talk more about all that as time comes up. I want to thank everybody for joining. Thank you, Vicky, for being on. And thank you, Vicky. Uh, it's, it's the lighting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm just, uh, you know, hey, look, everybody's got to battle through something. And that's where we find our strength, right? So, uh, and you find strength you don't even know you have when you're thrown into your battle. And it's what I call my sharpening stone. It's what made me a better person. It's what we all go through. We all have our sharpening stones. And, um, you know, I have a few more months of, of this treatment. We'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, we all have to remember that no matter what, we can all be contributors. We are all important. All of our decisions matter. All of our opinions matter. And what's really, really critical is getting together and finding ways to think about the next generation and the best way to treat the earth through our generation to make that happen. As, as my uh, Iroquois friend said, think seven generations ahead. So, yes, thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Coralie. I'm really glad everybody was on. It was a really fun show today. We have some wonderful, like I said, uh, there's some solutions, uh, solutions included in the show in ways that you can have a sustainable summer. I'll put some links on as well just to remind everybody. So if you need to go out and buy flip-flops or you need to go out and buy a cooler or you need to go think, what am I missing for all these bathing suits I'm going to wash? You can just go and buy the laundry bag and stop the microplastics. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today and adding in everything that you guys had to say. And uh, thank you, Camilla. Uh, it's always wonderful to have you here. And uh, yeah, Mom, thank you. I'm glad to be back online. I have to say, this show is so fun for me. It's what I look forward to every week. So uh, it just made my day. Seeing everybody here made my day. And being part of this community that we're all part of makes my day every day. So great to see you guys. Have a wonderful week. I will see you next week for our next conversation. And uh, uh, Elena Motsumesk, that is, uh, that's Romanian for thank you. All right, everybody. Remember to say thank you to each other. Say thank you to yourselves because you're out there doing it. You are important and it's a difficult time we're all going through. Say thank you to yourselves. Say thank you to your friends. Say thank you to the little squirrel you see on the tree. You know, um, appreciate it all. And uh, all right, it's good to see everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Remember, it's our